last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that humans want and need to connect. We're not-for-profit professionals supporting adults to live, work, and grow in a rapidly changing world. We need each other to build full plans and pathways for our clients so that they can achieve life-changing goals. Whoever and wherever you are, if you support adults in learning and life, the Getting Connected podcast may be for you. Grab a coffee, give us just a few minutes of your workday, and let's connect. Hey everyone, I'm Ashley Hoth-Murray, and today I'm joined by my very merry co-host, Gay Douglas. Merry, because this is our shutting down for the holidays tip show. Are you feeling festive, Gay? Yes, I am. Uh, really starting to look forward to a break at uh, the end of uh, next month, uh, or this month. This month, when it <laughs> debuts the show. When this, po- when this show debuts, it will be the end of December. Uh, when we actually get uh, a break. So I am looking forward to it. So this is very timely. And uh, I really am looking forward to hearing what Ashley has to say. And uh, I'm kind of excited about the notes I've made as well. Awesome. Yeah. So today, listeners, we have seven quick tips to be able to disengage from work and enjoy a very well-deserved holiday break. So I'm going to kick off with tip number one. I suggest that you book two to three solo meetings the week that you return. Uh, These meetings will give you time for catch up and to get back into the flow because everybody for some strange reason feels that the week that they get back to work, they have to book a million meetings. And this just adds to, to the stress since we've kind of slowed down all of a sudden we, we come in probably on a Monday and, and we just got to start, start running. So I'm going to suggest before you even leave for your holiday break, that you block off some time uh, for catch up when we get back. And I can tell you that uh, I've already scheduled time in my calendar to do that. Well, that's good to know. And I'll be very cautious about when I try and book time with you that first, <laughs> that first day or two. So a good advice. Uh, so I know some people who actually don't need a holiday coming up to book time for themselves. I thought that was a great hint. Some people simply book time for self, time for walking, time for reflection uh, throughout their week. Uh, great advice, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah. The idea around booking time and putting time aside, um, I learned uh, from uh, experience. uh, And let me just say something here about my recognition that I sometimes overdo it. Uh, I tend to be a people pleaser and an overachiever. I've learned that about myself over the last few years. And so I have to be very cognizant about not overcommitting my time to work and to others. And so when I was making up this list of things that we're gonna be sharing today, from my point of view, I really had to reflect on a couple of things. My own, uh, my own need to please, number one, and also what Ashley has taught me over the years about having healthy boundaries and uh, really making time for myself at 
sometimes before others, which is not a natural occurrence for me, but one that I intend to build on. So let me just give credit where credit's due. So one of my hints, one of my first hints here is to limit the number of emails that I send or calls that I make a good week before I take the time off. And I will explain to you what I learned over time. So I typically receive in my inbox 50 to 60 emails a day. And I learned on my last holiday, which was some time ago, <laughs> I learned you took a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did learn that you know what happens when you stop sending emails? Because over that holiday, I stopped sending emails. I found out that people stopped responding. So I know I'm my own worst enemy. By continually firing messages out there, people feel the need to respond, right? And some people, in fact, want to have the last word. So what I am now doing intentionally is if I know I have time off, I am not going to be that available a good week before the holiday begins. And I'm going to send only those critical emails out that I need to because otherwise I will be bombarded and I will be coming back to a full inbox. So my hint, once again, because I do uh, tend to go off on tangents, is limit, be very cognizant and very conscious about limiting the number of emails that you send and the calls that you make just before you leave. Uh, otherwise, uh, you will be very busy catching up when you get back. Yeah, that's a great tip. And it leads really well into tip number three, my tip of scheduling emails to send out for the first few days when you return to work, uh, doing this before you leave for the holidays. So what I mean is there's a great function. We use Gmail, uh, but I know that you can use it for other email servers. When you go to hit send, there's a little arrow that's popping down right next to send. You can click that, pops open a calendar, and you can actually choose to send your email at a later date. So this, I, I use this function all through the year. Uh, why wouldn't I just send the email before I, I put my vacation responder on? because I know that everyone else, just like me, is trying to check off a to-do list and get out the door and start their holiday. So I know that a lot of those emails just won't, they won't be answered. Uh, so they, they might just, you know, just be, get clicked on and someone will say, I'll follow up in the new year. Then they forget and I have to resend that email in the new year. Well, by just maybe scheduling it for the Tuesday or Wednesday where everyone's returning to work, I am much more likely to get a, a good and, and productive response to, to my email. So I suggest scheduling your emails before you go, gets the thought out of your head, the to-do out of your head. You can walk away uh, to holiday break, but then you are more likely to get a, a positive and productive response. And when you get back, you just, there's the message. If you want to revise it, you can, but otherwise you can just go click, click, click and off go your messages. No, it's already, you don't even have it's to. It's already go. scheduled to it's go. It's already scheduled to go. Uh, it will automatically go. Okay. I understand now. Thank you. Yeah. You could revise it if you wanted to, if it hadn't already. Otherwise it's gone. It's otherwise gone when it's gone. you've 
when you've uh, planned it to go. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's excellent. Function. Uh, we've also learned just about time management and responses that we very seldom send anything out, uh, do we, Ashley, on either a Friday or even a Monday. Uh, Monday tends to be catch-up day for people. So if we have an important email to go out, uh, we will wait till Tuesday. And Friday, a lot of people are just either catching up uh, or trying to get work done so they can get away from the office for the weekend. And so we really find that Fridays and Mondays are not good days to get responses from people. You're better to wait uh, to midweek. Yeah, a Tuesday morning is the most productive time to send an email and get an effective response. They have done, they've done studies. Okay. Science says so. So there you Science go. Science says so. <laughs> okay. My next hint is one that I really have to practice myself. Uh, Ashley and I have been working virtually for Literacy Link now for about 10 years. And it's one of the things I really had to struggle to overcome is actually making a physical distance between the work uh, and the rest of my life here in my home uh, by actually shutting down the computer at the end of the day, uh, literally closing the lid and having it shut down, as well as closing the door behind me and saying, I am done for the day. The office is here and I am no longer walking into that office tonight or tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., uh, which is sometimes a bit problematic when it's in your home and you really did want to find out what uh, what response you got or any news you might want to catch up on. So I'm being very cognizant and Ashley taught me how to do this very well to say, OK, it is now 430. My day is over. Things are shutting down and I'm closing the door. Now, that's not as easy for people who, during the pandemic, have set up temporary offices on their dining room table uh, or their living room uh, coffee table. But what I'm going to recommend, and this is a big step, but I think it's the only way that people are really going to be able to get a break from work, is that you take those materials, you take your laptop that's specifically for work, you take anything to do with work, and you get one of those nice big bins from Canadian Tire and you put everything in there, stick the lid on and put it somewhere where it is not handy. Otherwise, you will be finding yourself drifting back. And for heaven's sake, that is your dining room table. It should be festive for the holiday season and have an array of goodies on it. So that is not the reason you have a dining room table is to work on it. The reason you have a dining room table is to enjoy food, drink, and family. Good one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for my next tip, uh, tip number five, I am going to suggest that you don't pass the buck. And what I mean by this is if you are on holiday, on vacation yourself, uh, if you think of something that you need to do on return, please avoid breaking a coworker's holiday by texting or emailing them anything work-related. It, it can be so easy to want to get it off your mind and to be able to pass the accountability uh, to somebody else to remember, but they're either going to want and be able to do the same thing, so it's just like a train, it keeps going, they're going to have to email or, or text someone else, uh, or they're going to, to hold that thought and feel that they have to carry that 
uh, until their return. So please don't pass the buck uh, to coworkers and colleagues. If you need to go back to my last tip, which was to schedule emails. So go into your email, write something down uh, that you can schedule for a time that you know that your coworkers are going to be back uh, in the office and able to, to respond thoughtfully. So my tip is don't, don't pass the buck. And, and maybe that also just includes writing a to-do list, you know, and putting it in your, in your work bin uh, so that you can kind of get it off your mind and, and walk away from it as well. Cause you know, we, we will think of work even during our break, but we want to try to minimize it for us. And we don't want to, we don't want to bring it up yes. to someone else if we don't have to. Yes, we do. And I am guilty of that. I am well aware that I am guilty of doing that. So maybe capturing and expressing myself in a way that I can access, but doesn't need to pass on the worry or the work onto a coworker is a great way to go. I appreciate that one. Um, my final one before Ash does her final tip is about vacation reminders. I am still amazed uh, how many people do not use the vacation reminder on their email. If they're going to be away for a day, if they're going to be away for two weeks, I have often emailed someone and wondered why the heck didn't they get back to me? And I don't find out until they return two weeks later that they were away or they've had health issues but they haven't thought to use their vacation reminder. So please do set it up, uh, especially because everyone takes a different time off during Christmas. You can't, or during the holidays, you can't assume that everyone's going to be off from the 23rd of December to the 2nd of January. Uh, so it's really important that you're clear in your message when you are unavailable and really mean that you're unavailable and when you will be returning. And a really helpful note uh, related to that is I'm guilty of this as well, uh, is that I also, I often, often uh, forget to change the message on my phone. So naturally someone phones me and they think I'm available. So I need to pause and remember to record a message about the times I am available. And then the trick is to actually stick with that and not cheat and not check messages uh, while I am on vacation. Yeah, that's a, it's such a hard one. Uh, it's especially with email. It's very hard not to check. Interestingly enough, I think it was Ariana Huffington. She has, when she goes on uh, holiday, she posts, a she has a vacation responder that says something like, any emails that I receive while on vacation will be deleted. Please follow up with me after this date. I'm not saying that we should do that. I think that that would cause a lot of work um, to go back on our colleagues and coworkers. But I do find that to be a really, she's obviously a prime example of uh, holiday time is holiday time and needs mm -hmm. to be protected. So I love the spirit. Not sure that I love the, uh, no. the actual... And, and action but kind of kind no, of no or the messaging um mm. uh but you know what I, I think another thing has come to mind as we're talking about this is you do teach people how to treat you absolutely and if we continue <laughs> speaking personally if we continue to be available 24 7 to people they will expect that absolutely and to go back to the tip about booking some solo time it might even be worth 
saying that you're that you will be responding to emails the day after you return. So instead of saying I'm coming back on January 6th, you might just let people know you're coming back on January 7th and then you've got the 6th already blocked off to follow yes. up with emails and to to kind of get your yourself ready for for January because January always feels like a rush. It does. I actually received a message today, an automatic message from someone I emailed and they explained that they would be returning today. Um, they had been on vacation last week, returning today, and I will return my emails the week of the 29th of November. So in other words, don't count on getting that message returned right away, but I will do it this week. So good. Because sometimes we forget that people have you know, all these other emails to respond to and all these other things to do. True. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's fair and that's very a, fair. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. For the last, uh, the last tip, uh, number seven, I'm going to suggest that we all participate in a closing ceremony. I think that uh, staff parties are going to still look very different this year. Uh, and that we won't have the same like merriment and, and festivities that we typically do, but you can still kind of shut down and, and close this year. Uh, write down or think about your top three successes. That might just be scribbling them down on a post-it note. Uh, just having, you know, five minutes of reflection on this year about all the good things that you have done. And then raise a glass, coffee in the office, if you are in an office, uh, maybe something stronger and uh, more bubbly if you are working from home, uh, just in recognition of all your hard work, because it's been 2021 has been a year for the books and you deserve those five minutes to uh, to raise a glass to yourself and your accomplishments. And maybe you do it together with Absolutely. co-workers over Zoom. Yeah. So this is our last show for 2021 and we will be returning with new shows in the middle of January, 2022. Make sure to describe to subscribe to our show to make sure that you don't miss an episode. We are wishing you and yours a safe and happy holiday. Thanks for listening listener. And we look forward to getting connected next time. Mm -hmm.